What's up, guys? We're here at the Boom Boom Show. What a special one today. We got Corey Fleischer from Erasing Hate. Corey, what's up, man? Appreciate uh, you having me on your show. Let's go. All right, guys. Look, it's a really special one. I'm here with my friend, a personal friend who I know from the APC gym. We had John Chamberg on. Shout out to everybody at APC. What's going on, guys? <laughs> yes, sir. We got Corey Fleischer here. I'm the bee's knees, your cat's pajamas. Corey. Uh, listen, man, I've been following you online for quite a while, and it's a remarkable story. It's a remarkable page. I don't want to talk too much. I just want you again to explain what you're, what, you're, what you're doing, explain what your page is all about, and what the movement is. Uh, okay, so we are the first movement of its kind that targets, locates, and eliminates hate speech anywhere in the world free of charge. And basically what it is is just this large audience. It's a large group of people with the same uh, direct uh, goal. And it's to erase hate all over the world. So uh, what people do is they find hate no matter where it is, uh, no matter what city we're in, no matter what country we're in. And uh, what they'll do is they'll drop the hate. They'll basically let us know exactly where it is. Right. I put it on the social media, upload it on my page. And what you'll see is instead of everybody running away from the hate, you'll start seeing people running towards the hate. So they'll run to the hate. They'll erase it. They send it back to us. And that's literally how it goes. And it's just one wow. large circle that keeps on going over and over and over again. Uh, in the first five years, I was by myself. Right. I erased 50 pieces of hate by myself. I found and I erased 50 pieces. And now we're erasing sometimes more than 50 pieces of day a day. And, uh, you know, uh, it, it's remarkable, man. Uh, the uh, the amount of... Um, Support, the movement. Uh, the, amount of, the amount of hate that we're removing on a daily basis, you know, we're, we're tens of thousands of pieces in the last few years. So it's literally, it's unbelievable. So yeah. when you say you're erasing hate, we're literally talking about... You. You going around, I, I looked at watch your TED talk. I obviously follow you like crazy on social media. You've got pressure washers and you're raising hate where on the side of buildings, on floors, on oh, well, anywhere. So, so basically, it started off with me with a power washer erasing hate on walls and stuff, and and then it kind of led into uh, organically people just reaching out to us, telling us, you know, uh, there's hate in wood, there's hate in cement, um, you know, there's hate, uh, realistic scratched into some surfaces, so it's mostly infrastructure. Yeah, well, really anywhere. And so what what we're finding as we go is that it's super easy to um, to remove. And so you see me usually with a giant power washer blasting away, you know, five, six foot swastikas or, right. or what it is. But really 90% or 95% of what we do remove or what's reported is can be removed by, by anybody. So you'll see like, uh, you know, it could be a swastika that's been engraved in fresh cement on the floor. I couldn't it, believe... Just yeah. sorry to interrupt you, but no. going over some of your story, there's stuff that's been for twenty upwards of 20, 25 years with I, people's... I removed a giant four-foot black swastika on the back of the Woman's Y downtown um, off of René Levesque, I think it is, that was sitting there for 40 years. And so the, how I know that it was sitting there for 40 years, the janitor came out, okay? And um, it was the, the, uh, the swastika was, was, uh, was located right above all the cars where everybody was parking. Right. And uh, I asked the guy, I'm like, listen, I'm like, uh, how long has this been sitting there for? He's like, well, the first day I drove here, I parked my car right underneath that swastika, <laughs> and I've been working here for 38 years. So it's literally, uh, that's what it is. And it sat there every single day. People go there. They park their car. They look up. And everybody's ignoring it. And so what ended up happening was a family came in from Toronto, staying at Le Cristal Hotel, looked out their window, which is the back of the uh, the woman's Y, saw the swastika, reported it, and re it took somebody from Toronto coming wow. in to, to call us to have it removed. I mean, that's literally what's been going on. So we're talking about a movement where you literally, because I, 
anybody who really interested, they've got to go watch your TED talk because you get such a short, condensed story of yeah. basically what it is and how you began. You were a, it's so funny. I mean, I don't want to ruin it, but you were a hockey player. You're six foot two. You end up in a women's class. Next thing you know, you're racing hate. Yeah. It's just your story is so funny and so crazy and so personable, and, and it makes me think. We always talk about just doing what you love here at BTC. We really try to do what we love, yeah. and I love that something that you really you felt better. You know, you said you were on the way to a project. You're on your way to a job site. You actually saw Swastika. You went to the job site and you realized, look, do I want to be making... In, in other words, do I want to be making money or do I want to be erasing hate? No, look, look, Is that let, how it started? Let, Am I on the right... Okay, yeah, almost, almost. But let's backtrack it a little bit, okay? I hated my life. Well, so that's yeah. where it starts, okay? I hated what I was doing. I grew, Pressure washing. Well, it even goes further back than that, okay? Right. I grew up... Um, with learning disabilities, okay? I have a language processing disorder. And what that is, is I know what I want to say, but to verbalize it, I always had major problems verbalizing what I wanted to say. And so in elementary school, I got kicked out of my elementary school because I, I had learning problems. Um, high school, I barely graduated. I went to Lindsay Place High School. Um, I, I graduated Lindsay Place with a 52 average, which is enough to get you out of Lindsay Place, <laughs> but it's not enough to get you into Dawson or, 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 John, or John Abbott or whatever CJEP it would have been, right? And uh, luckily, I was um, a good enough, uh, like a hockey player. Uh, realistic, I was a hockey fighter, right? I'd go around <laughs> just beating up people for my teammates. Literally, that's, that's literally what I was good at. Um, wasn't the best hockey player. And, um, and so I got, I got this amazing scholarship to go to this prep school in Maine called Hebron Academy. And it's at that school where they taught me literally that my, you know, greatest, what I thought was my greatest, um, you know, faults, Asset. Yeah, okay. uh, my greatest problems were actually my greatest strengths because I spent so long, um, learning different than everybody else that, um, that, that it allowed me to think differently and allowed me to look at things differently than how everybody else was learning. And so, you know, Lindsay Place, there was 40 kids in a classroom. Um, you know, it was, it was, it was a mess. And so Hebert Academy, um, there were four to five kids sitting semi-circle around a teacher. What state was that in? It was in Maine. Maine, okay. Yeah, so I was super, super fortunate. I ended up going to the school. It was great. I guess it was a good hockey school because that's it, a very good hockey yeah, area. Yeah, no, no, listen, it was good. It was. I was captain of the team, whatever the case is. But I was so never... things weren't terrible, but you weren't happy maybe academically no or? you know what even even through there you know I, I was always made to feel as if i was never going to mount to anything because i was always terrible at school right and mm -hmm. here was the same thing my teachers students realistically didn't matter okay that was the vibe that i had and i had a lot of nights where i would wake up in the middle of the night and um and and i would start to cry man like legit yeah. I, I, you know i'm never going to make it to anything i've always felt like i had so much to give but I just was getting nowhere. It was almost like I would climb out of the quicksand two, three feet, and then I would go right back down. And um, so I go to university. I have no idea what I want to do in my you life. You went to Brock. I went to Brock. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if you go walk and talk, you go to Brock. That's what <laughs> exactly. Said, right? Yeah. Okay. So we wrestled uh, them growing up. So I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was literally the only good team we had. Yeah. At Brock was a wrestling team. I mean, uh, every other sports wasn't 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 that great. Um, but once again, I'm playing for the hockey team. And um, you know, first year I'm undeclared. I'm playing hockey. Second year I'm undeclared. I'm playing hockey. Third year comes around and I literally have to pick something because, so you know. Yeah, you're barely a student at this I'm point. I'm barely a student. Yeah. And so I'm watching my friends become doctors, my friends become lawyers, my whatever. I mean, just as long, I was just jealous that people had direction, right? I, I don't care if you were going to be a, a subway uh, sub uh, manager, you had direction, that's yeah. where you were going. I had no direction, right? So now so, you're fourth year university playing hockey, still know what I'm the hell third you're doing. year, okay. no direction. I go to my uh, guidance counselor and I look at her and I said, what is the quickest way to get me, excuse my language, get me the fuck out of school. I need to get out. Okay, <laughs> literally, that's what it is. And so the teacher looks at me 
Um, and so he goes, well, listen, you know, you do a, f a few of these classes. You've done a few of these classes. You can really do anything. And so she, sh she was telling me we were going over our, 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 our classes. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and there was a woman's studies class, right? So, you know, just I, I, I felt, you know what? I mean, I'm in school. I'm wasting my time. I might as well go and put myself in a class where I'm at least going to enjoy where I'm at. Right? <laughs> I mean, literally, that was my yeah. whole mindset. Yeah. First class, I go, to, I go to my women's studies class. It's in a giant, um, a giant uh, auditorium. Uh, auditorium. There's 500 people in, in the uh, 500. <laughs> well, actually, there was 496 women in the room. Um, me, another guy, and a, and a seven-year-old uh, Chinese man. That literally <laughs> was the whole thing, right? And uh, within 15 minutes of that class, I ended up getting called out because um, the people in the class knew that I was a hockey player. Um, they, they said that I was in there for the wrong reasons, right? You know, uh, the teacher had asked me a question. I thought I had responded properly, but I obviously didn't. And um, one, one person after the other got up afterwards telling me that I was literally what this whole class was about and that I shouldn't be here and that whatever it was. And so that gave me literally, you didn't want me there now? Like I, I had the feeling that nobody wanted me yeah. in the class. And so that was literally the perfect reason for me to start coming to class. So now I'm coming to class. I'm not skipping school. I take another woman's studies class. That's amazing. And then I take another woman's studies <laughs> class. And now my whole, um, you know, all my classes, everything is women's <laughs> studies, right? And, uh, and so that's kind of how it let out. And um, so, yeah, so l the last year, fourth year, I once again, I sit down with my guidance counselor and I'm like, what's the quickest way to get out? And she, you know, she looks down, she looks at everything. And she goes, women's studies. And so I literally, I think oh, up until now, I don't know in the last, you know, 18 years, but um, I, at that time, I was the only hockey player that ever graduated with a women's <laughs> studies degree. And so um, I leave school. But you graduated. I graduated. Okay. <laughs> but as you know, I mean, you know, in today's day and age, university degree is like a high school degree. Yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah. So I leave, um, I leave school. And it's like the whole thing happened again. Like I'm literally, I'm at home now. You're back in Montreal? You stay in Ontario? back in Montreal. Okay. What am I doing? What am I doing? Right? Well, uh, this isn't going to be, I'm not helping women, right? I mean, like, look at me. I'm, you know, I'm six foot two, 250. There, there's, this, is, this isn't something that, you know, I, I was in the wrong field. And so I started up a power washing company. I was doing some power washing in school just for like beer money and whatever the case is. And um, I, I, you know, my father owns a garage and I decided to just set up a power washing truck. Uh, for so on. now I'm power washing things. I'm power washing driveways. I'm power washing buildings. I'm pow power washing pigeon shit. I'm power washing out. I'm paying my bills. I'm buying toilet paper. I'm pay buying toothpaste. Uh, I, you know, I'm able to survive, but I swear to God, man, I go to, I go to work every day miserable. I come home every yeah, day miserable yeah. and misery for five years. Mis severe depression, misery, lost, um, no connection, just... And, you, um, and it's not like you were doing the wrong thing. You were following the right path. You were in school, 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 school. Yeah. You forced yourself to go to more school, yeah. and now you're stuck. I mean, was that like a mental health issue more, or was it just no, you know, environment? You know, I, 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 just, I just feel like when I was going to school, it was like, you need to go to school, because if you don't go to school, you're never going to mount anything. And so now, in today's day, day and age, there's different routes you can take. But when I was going to school in the early 2000s, I started going to university in 2001, mm -hmm. right? Um, graduated, uh, well, I didn't graduate until like 2005 um, or 2006. I'm realistic. I think I took an extra year there mm -hmm. also, somewhere in there. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it, that's the way you were made to feel. It there was, was no Instagram page. There was no then. Instagram page. <laughs> there was no other route you can go. You need to get a degree so you can walk to the, to somebody who's a boss and say, here's my degree. Right. Yeah. Can, I, can I please come and work for you? Meanwhile, this person is shoving you out the door because he's going to hire his cousin or his next door neighbor or somebody who, you know, and, and that's the way it is. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the way it was. And um, misery, man. Like, I, I, I don't wish what I was going through. I don't wish being lost. 
how I was lost on anybody. That's crazy. Okay, that's just and uh, yeah, man. Like I, I'm not. I'm not afraid to admit it. I'm not afraid to talk about it. But I would wake up at four o'clock in the morning to turn over. You know, you know, when you're turning over in your sleep and you wake up for like a split second, right? Well, I'm not falling back asleep after it because I'm, 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 I'm just you know. So in your head, so sad, so it. upset, depressed. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So, so I'm miserable. Um, my life is consumed by this misery, and um, I'm on Monkland. I'm in my truck. I'm in a truck that has a power washer. I have all the um, the chemicals. I have everything to remove graffiti. I pull up to the light, literally at the Dakari. Um, Monkland. Monkland and Dakari, okay? Don't and the, either, the cinder yeah. block's still there. I'm trying to figure out a way to, to <laughs> grab that cinder block. But on that cinder block was a giant red swastika. Now, I'm sitting in my truck. I'm Jewish. I'm looking at this swastika. I have everything, all the power in the world to, to erase it, right? Right? Here's Mr. Erasing Hate, right? Yeah. Pre-Mr. Erasing Hate, sitting in the truck, and I'm sitting there, I'm looking at it, and and what do I do? Like, I wish the story was. I was like, oh my God, here's my chance. Here's my... You got way. out your gallery, rather yeah. you rallied the troops. Yeah, it's it. finally I found my, my calling. No, no, no. I kept driving, right? And now I'm literally on the carry. I jumped down onto the carry, and I am. I couldn't believe it. It's like I had that one shot, one opportunity to make a difference, yeah. and I didn't do it. And I felt sick to my stomach. Like, I felt like I had watched somebody getting robbed and I didn't step in to help this yeah. person when I could have stepped in to do something. I'm in the West Island. I'm doing a job. And, um, and I had this epiphany moment, man. And I literally told everybody to pack up the trucks. I told the lady whose house I was at that all my machines had broken. And uh, I sent everybody home. And I went back to Monklin and uh, put my chemical on, whipped out my power washer, and I raced it. And I found that that 15 seconds that it took me to erase that swastika was something that I was looking for my whole life. That yeah. feeling, I didn't know how I was going to get it again, but I knew that I needed it again. It was like, I tell people it's like drugs. It's like heroin. It's like this feeling like, oh my God, I, I, I need that. I need yeah. it again. So now I stopped playing softball. I stopped playing hockey. I stopped hanging out with my friends. I would come home from work. I would grab my dog. I'd put her in my truck. And now I'm driving around areas Hoshalaga. this is before we had the instagram page because this is way huge on instagram this this is this is there is maybe facebook is like is still but facebook at this time might only still be dedicated towards schools remember Mm -hmm. at the beginning of facebook you couldn't register yeah Uh, you had to have like a school id to get into it yeah that's how it started with the universities and that's that's how zuckerberg started that's it so it it would you would have to have a university uh email address in order to log into facebook before you opened up so we're talking like oh six yeah yeah Yeah. literally you're talking you're talking that far back five oh six oh seven yeah that's it so um yeah so basically i mean this is what i'm doing um, Did anybody know about the movement at that time, or was it just there was really, no movement? There was nothing. There was you didn't no tell movement. the guys at work, "Hey, tonight, anybody would come board." No, there was no movement. Actually, for the first five years, um, you know, I, listen, I have a great support circle, right? I have a great. Uh, my family's fantastic. Everybody's super supportive. My friends are super supportive. Uh, but when I tell you that, when I was telling my father, this is what I was doing, right? I'm driving. He's like, around. "Where's the money? You know, how are you making money? money? How are you getting finance?" That's it. And that's the only thing he's caring about, right? How am I going to pay my bills? Not only am I not paying my bills. I'm putting myself in danger, right? I'm putting yep. myself, I'm erasing, you know, Islamophobic hate, I'm erasing anti-Semitic also, hate. Also, it's not just anti-Semitic stuff. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. This is anything that was derogatory, anything that was that was directed. Because producer Pascal, he's a vegan, and he's, he's pointing out to me, he wanted me to ask you about vegan hate. I'll, if it's hate, we're going to remove All it, right. okay? So it, it, it's literally <laughs> as simple as that. If, it, if, it's, if it's derogatory, if, it, if it's bringing somebody down, if it makes you feel like shit, we're going to erase it. Right. And it's as simple as that. 
And um, yeah, so I mean, this is this is literally the, how it went. In the first five years, once again, I, I, I found 50 pieces, which was a lot. I found around 10 a year. And you're talking me driving the back alleys, just look, oh, boom. Okay, and, I found and, and something. And only Montreal. That's it. And, and, and it was all in Montreal, okay? Right. And, um, you know, one thing led to another where I was sitting in front of my Facebook um, I'm sitting in front of my Facebook. I am. If you don't upload the upload the photos, if you don't press enter, the Facebook it it um it, it refreshes itself. I sat in front of my Facebook for three and a half hours, thinking that if I posted what I was removing, that right. that no no girl was ever going to talk to me again. That people would think that I'm super yeah, weird. Yeah, I find that happens with the with a lot of social media platforms. Is sometimes you, like I I think it's so amazing what you've done because sometimes it's a huge thing with growing a social media platform. Sure. It's like those growing pains that people are like, what is this guy doing? It's not the norm. But it is remarkable, and that's in the end what gets the most attention. But then your close circle, you're kind of maybe haters or maybe someone like, "Hey, what's this guy what doing?" I don't know what it is. I feel like it's and you're touching on a really uh, positive point because even sometimes the people that are most supportive and the people that are there for you the most, sometimes in certain scenarios you need to block them out, right? Because they're worried about you and they're looking at it from a different well, angle. Well, like your father. I mean, he, it's not so, that he doesn't like anti-Semitism. He just wanted you to make money. He wants his listen, son to be my successful. Fa- my father, he didn't probably didn't want you to spend four hours a night driving around. My father is the most supportive, the best thing that's ever happened to me. He would drive down to Maine four hours, watch me play hockey, and drive home. Four like hours. one game. One game. Yeah. That's my father. Okay. Like I only wish I'm a, I only wish that 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 you know I'm gonna be half a father as my father is. But at the same time, if I would have listened and would have went through the path, I probably wouldn't be sitting here with right, you today. Right, right, right. Um, and so I uploaded the the. I think it was. So the, now your first your first upload first goes upload, out there okay? ever. First upload now ever. people know that this big jacked cock no, player. No, not even that. Not even that. Yo, I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh my god. I'm like, I'm like, that's it. I'm like, I can't believe I did this. And I was thinking about. The, I'm sitting there for like an hour afterwards. Yeah. I'm checking my Facebook. I'm like, should I delete it? I'm like, I'm gonna. Yeah. I don't, like, what are people like? You know, I don't want people to. And and I let it go. And literally, it was at that point my whole life changed. The next day, I had all Montreal media. Um, two months later, I had Canadian media. Um, you know, six months later, it was North American media. Just by doing something outside the bubble, outrageous, remarkable, and no, 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 no. Just by doing something that I loved. Right. You understand? Okay. More, you yeah. don't need to be doing outside the bubble. It was something that I loved to do. And, you know, when they say, you know, if, you, if it's, it's such a cliche, right? It's such a... Find something that you love. Uh, and, it's, yeah. How many times have you heard that in your life? You know what? I'll find something you love and pursue it. Da, 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 da. Okay. Yo, I swear to God, I'm not even kidding you. It was, it was this thing. I couldn't stop even if I wanted to. Even if right now I was like told by whoever you have to stop that... I would literally, okay, no problem. Yeah. And then at nighttime, I'm driving around doing it. You have to understand, it's <laughs> when I tell you I'm so, ad- I'm addicted to the feeling of, uh, of erasing hate. And so a lot of people think that I started doing this for everybody and I didn't. I started doing this for myself. Mm-hmm. And, and it's very, and I talk about it all the time right now. I was doing this for myself because I was broken, right? I was incomplete. I mean, and- I can't imagine what seeing that. Swastika would feel like, you know. Look, I mean, it was, it was. Every time I see something like that, I feel like you might as well put my name mm-hmm. right next to it, draw my face on it, right? That, that's, that's personally yeah. how I feel. Um, and look, man, it's just we're in two thousand. You know, fast forward now, so many years. You know, we're two thousand twenty-one. Um, man, there's, 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 there's no room for this, right? Yeah. And so, um, you know, just think about what I'm doing. Like literally, like everybody at home, like think about what I'm doing, like. Like there's no difference between me and everybody sitting at home. Yeah. The only difference is that I have, you know, a power washer, some water, and drive to make a difference. But you did you did point out that most of the times you don't even need the power washer. It scrubs off pretty easy, rather easily. Think about what I'm doing, man. I, I I had 300 million views on Facebook last year. Okay, I have hundreds and hundreds of thousands of followers. 
I literally walk up to something, right? <laughs> clean it. And, and I clean it, right? And, and it's been sitting there for 40 years, yeah. right? Things have been You were talking 10, about 20... the one of the girls, like it was a, a single mother who had a swastika on her building for that long? Or... You know, she had a, she had a, 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 when I tell you that like the whole thing was almost my size, it was, but look, realistically, she's a single mother, yeah. three kids, doesn't know how to remove it. She tried to paint over it. She just ended up making it bigger. How did she feel when, when she saw it was gone? Uh, what you was know, that interaction uh, well, like? I'm sure, I'm sure the relief factor must be, must be um, at another level. And it happened to be a, a good friend of mine, okay, who, who, who wasn't Jewish, married uh, you know, a, a really nice you know, Jewish girl, and it was his mother-in-law. And I grew up with this guy. We've wow. been hockey together. And, and um, remarkable, look, yeah. it, it's, it's, it's this thing that uh, people have always been scared of. It's been this thing that people have always been running away. And that's why I like, to, I like the whole you know, the running out of the fire and uh, running into the fire mm -hmm. situation because forever people have been uncomfortable they shy away from it and now uh you know they're running towards it and so going back to you know me being a hockey fighter right and just kind of not being the best hockey player because I, ne I never was I, I never had anything where I was the best at I never had anything where I felt like I was in control I was always on the best teams but I'm the shittiest player mm -hmm. right and everything that I'm doing well when you're a fighter that's the reality of the game that's yeah. right yeah. it, was, it was go to the crappier team or fight people because you're a good fighter and you're a big guy and protect your teammate and if you're looking at what I'm doing right now it's the same exact thing I'm literally instead of having 20 guys on my hockey team I have hundreds of thousands of people and I'm, and, I'm fight, and I'm fighting for everybody yeah. and it's the same exact thing and that's why sports and you know, athletics are, are, you know, and I'm sure as, as you know, um, are so important in character building and so important in, 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 in you know, and becoming, uh, you know, making a social role model and social issues. That's Is that it. something you're thinking about? Like, do you ever think about uh, like applying for mayor, running for office? Cause I mean, no, no, politics is not my thing. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm more of a, of a, uh, you you're know, a pe pe like for the people, I guess more, you know what? I'm there for the people. You don't. So this is the best thing. This is the greatest thing about social media and about politics, right? You don't need to. You don't need to be. You don't need to be in in, uh, in politics to make things happen or make to change, a change the world. Man, I love that. That's it. I love so, that, man. So people think you need to run for office. You don't need anything. You need your phone. You need Instagram. You need yeah. Facebook. Realistically, being a politician, your hands are tied. You can only do so many things. Mm -hmm. Right now, I don't need to answer to anybody. You know, okay, I don't need you're, to you're, talk to anybody. You're not, you're not bipartisan or anything. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Listen, I'm. I'm. Uh, it's a movement by the people. This thing is out of control, man. It's a. It's a I know. I remember burning. seeing an HPC a couple of years ago, and like every time I look at your Instagram, it's like, wait a minute, this guy is more, 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 yeah. more. And it's just like, and it's you're doing good. It's you're a wild, it's, good. it's a look. It's it's you know, it's a it's a it's a it's a good um, you know, it's a good it's a good situation. And look, whatever it is, I mean, to not have to. At the beginning, when I started doing this, I was bitter at the city, right? Because the city never got involved. The city never. Right. Yeah, I can the, imagine. The, the like, why the hell never, am I doing this? <laughs> that's it. That's what I'm saying, right? At the beginning, and I was getting no. I'm doing this. I'm putting myself in danger, and the city's not helping. Yeah, because with it, a graffiti artist. I mean, I can't imagine that people that are writing on buildings are are, uh, are saints. You know, maybe these people are dangerous. Maybe they're dangerous. No, no, people. no. I don't no. know. But but also, it's very important to understand. I have great relationships with graffiti artists. Oh yeah. Uh, okay. The best. Okay. And yeah. I'm usually like the the antichrist of of graffiti because I'm the buffer. I'm the guy coming to remove all your hate which i kind of think is also a little bit misplayed because realistically the buffers the guys who bu buffers are, are guys who come and remove uh graffiti they're right. called buffers by the graffiti uh community all it is is they're providing a brand new beautiful blank canvas for the next guy to there come by go. right <laughs> but nonetheless people don't like their art being removed and uh and and i understand but it. What, what happens if you see a piece of art and you're not sure if it's hate or if it's just art oh, like, you know it's hate you know and yeah. i never remove art and and honestly uh you know this th these guys who put hate they give a terrible name to graffiti artists. Terrible because if you're if you're not in the graffiti world, and you're older, 
you put everything in one. So the guys who are doing the murals stuff on the stuff on the wall. Hey, that's stupid. You know, no yeah. guys who are doing the murals and the guys who are doing art or just tagging or bombing in the middle of the night are also the same people that are putting up the swastikas and the n words and the Islamophobic hate right, and right, the homophobic right, right. hate. And it's the furthest thing. Most of the people that I know that are graffiti artists, not only are they on the exact same page as I am. But they also do, you know, if they're if they're out, they're on the streets. They see something, they're gonna they're gonna spray over it. They're gonna do something. So you have to understand, it's completely two separate wow. uh, categories really, of people, yeah. and uh, really and that's what people. it is. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. important. It's a very important to understand that the people that are in the graffiti world, the people that are that are putting you know graffiti on buildings, these aren't the same people that are um, that are putting up the hate. You have to have, you know, you're you're not doing art if you have that much hate in your, mm-hmm. you know, you're not you're not gonna do a beautiful mural and then you know like you're these off people time, are not taking. Their time to do to do these things. These people are literally just putting hate. They just want to get out there and they're terrorizing neighborhoods, mm-hmm. right? Because either how they were brought up, um, what their mind mind you know thoughts are right now, whatever their process is, whatever's listen. I don't I don't know what's going on in the world. I don't know how they were raised. I don't know what they're you know what videos they're watching online. Whatever got you to this point that you're decided to grab a can of, uh, of paint and go and spray paint people's cars, windows, buildings, uh, uh, schools, whatever yeah. got you to that point, to be honest with you, I don't give two shits. Yeah, you're just I, I don't, I, I could get, excuse my language once again, I could give a fuck what brought you to there. Just know that it's not going to stay there anymore right. because we have a large group of people that's, that's not standing for this anymore. And, uh, I, I, and I don't care, um, you know, who you are, what your mind process is, um, why you're doing it. Um, nobody is going to, um, nobody's going to stop us. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and so it's, this is a 24, seven, 365 thing, man. And nobody hates 24, seven, 365. But this, this whole erasing hate thing is 24, seven, 365. We're just going to beat it. That's it. We're, they're outnumbered. The haters are outnumbered and yeah. they're outnumbered by such a, such a large number that it's, uh, that it, it is what it is. And so realistically, you know, a lot of people ask me if I had something to say to the haters or if I, Look, I, I never kind of go in that angle. I never give any attention, but... I like that. Yeah, but I, I, because they're not worth our time. But realistically, what they're doing by putting this up, they're, they're allowing my videos, or they're allowing me to inspire other people all over the world to step up and start a racing hate. Right. So I use the hate here in Montreal to inspire people all over the world to, to, uh, to race hate. So, so your uh, followers are not only Montreal based, you have people reach out to you internationally. And oh stuff? man, we're Montreal based is like the smallest, uh, amount of we're, we're, we're it's, it's, it's beyond international now. Wow. Yeah. So it's that, very, very minimally Montreal. Um, you know, my audience I think is like made up 40% in the States. Um, 30% Europe and then, you know, wherever else. Uh, pockets everywhere yeah, else. Pockets Incredible. Everywhere, yeah. yeah, so that's what I wanted to ask you as we as we tail into what's happening now and all the hate crimes now. Sure. How do you, how does that make you feel? Like, is it something that when you look, because I have a whole bunch written out there, you see my board there. I've sure. got the 7 and 7. We have the sure. feminine side sure. happening in Quebec right now. Yeah. There's BLM, there's Asian hate, Charlottesville. Yeah. I mean, we could talk until the cows come home, but sure. how does it make you feel? Um, because, I mean, you did such a good description of what you do, what, what you do, and I kind of get to feel what you represent. And now, sitting down and actually talking about it, again, we appreciate everything you've done, the community here in Montreal and everybody. That's awesome. But how does all this other hate make you feel? Like, what are we? what's going through your eye now? How can we do anything about it? What, what well, can look, be done about that? All this that? stuff that we're talking about, you're talking BLM, you know, you have Charlottesville on here, you have, you know, the femicide stuff, and you have the, the Asian hate. I mean, this is stuff that's been going on forever, right? This isn't something that's brand new right now. Um, this is something that's just starting to happen. This is even something that's new this is something that's been going on for decades decades and decades and decades the only difference is that now you're starting to hear about it right so before five ten years ago 
If it wasn't on your six o'clock news, and if it wasn't in the Gazette or the newspaper, you were never finding yeah, out about no it. There was no Twitter. There was no. You uh, weren't going to find out about Facebook, it. Even Reddit. Twitter was around, but if you had a Twitter, you had a Twitter. Whatever it was, it's not like that is your main way of getting news. I don't. I haven't seen a. I haven't seen a news. Um, you know, a news ch- uh, show in five years. I haven't looked at a newspaper in five years. How I get my news is I open up my uh, my Instagram, my Facebook. I follow certain pages. I get my news from that. And so that's the new way of going. So, um, you know, back then, if it wasn't on the six o'clock, if it wasn't in the newspaper, you weren't finding out about it. Now everybody has uh, a literally news show in their pocket. They open up their phone and it's there. So you're exposed to hit a lot more mm-hmm. right now. You're exposed to what's going on and you're actually starting to see a fraction. And you're only, what we're talking about right over here is a fraction of what is really going on. Mm-hmm. And so as this continues, as uh, news th- evolves and the way you're getting your news evolves, this is only going to become bigger and bigger and bigger and you're going to start to to grasp what's really been going on and get a taste of what um, what I've been seeing personally, okay? Because this is, I, I you know, I, I you know. You look of, out for it. You're basically looking look, for it. A lot of people tell me that they never find hate um, unless you're looking for it. And listen to me, I'm I'm looking for it. I'm looking for that hate, you know? It's not like I'm, oh, I've never seen it. I'm walking down the street. I've never seen hate. Let me tell you something. I'm searching the back of the buildings. I'm looking for it, you know? So I'm going to find it. And so a lot of people, you know, they can't understand that, but it is what it is. I need to stop the cycle of hate. I need to make sure that the next person that comes by that piece of hate, that if it's directed towards them, that they don't see it, right? Because... People are sensitive, man. You know, not everybody is, you know, uh, a hockey player, vest, uh, you know, (laughs) listen, a lot of people are super sensitive people. Right. And, uh, and I know that, and I'm super sensitive, right. I'm a super sensitive guy, man. And, um, and yeah, it's just that if I could help other people from not going home and feeling uncomfortable and feeling targeted and feeling different. Or not not going back to their job and doing something that they really want to do. Or they can at least reach out to you on social media and you'll take care it. of it. That's it. That's it. That's yeah, it. Yeah, I think that's great too. That yep. And you're very interactive with your friends. You know, you always you always write to people right away. Like if there, anybody says anything or sees anything, they write you, you write them back right away. It's yeah, not like I mean, you have a team of guys. That, that, that's the whole pro- Everything you've ever seen on put out on any social media the pictures to the videos to the posts to the everything i i've never nobody has ever done anything other than me wow, everything that's, you're that's seeing, incredible everything i'm putting out the videos not the, me my btc takes care of my stuff <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no that's that's yeah. remarkable just to know that you're so involved and deeply involved and you you, you know you humanize it you're there you're answering Yo, it's, questions it's super easy man yeah. you get a tripod for 59.99 at walmart yeah. your phone you record and realistically that's what it is and there's so many there's so many other movements that grow off of off of people listen yeah well they said that the i think the they changed the whole um presidency in libya and or egypt or something because of what they saw on facebook or yeah for sure some, for sure listen know, like the world the is pe- changing because of people like you that are putting stuff out there oh i don't know if i'm the reason why they or or you know yeah, had any effect that, on that. No, but you know what i mean like people see you and now all of a sudden it's like whoa i can do look i, I hope that when people see me they get inspired and 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 that's all it, and you don't need to be inspired to erase hate I just want you to be inspired, right? Just inspired totally. And I want you to just be inspired to know that you can do with nothing, whatever the fuck you want to yeah. do. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and if something, you know, everybody's different. Everybody has different angles. Everybody has different things that they like to do, but maybe they don't put it out there. Um, and so just know that, that, that you being yourself and you being you is all that you need to do. So, I just want to inspire as many people as I can to do whatever they want to do. And I want to put empathy out there and, and, and empathy. If we're going to, you know, go away with something from this interview, it's, 
I want I want people to understand about empathy. I want I want people to understand what it's like to be empathetic towards other communities. And that's the biggest thing that I'm trying to get. It's not about you. It's not about me. Right. It's about that person and that person. And it has, you know, as a, as a Jewish person from the Jewish community, um, it isn't always about, you know, the Jewish population. It's about the black population. It's about the Muslim population. It's about the Asian population, the gay population. Women. Um, we're all one, man. Yeah. We're all one. Yeah. And so um, that's, that's what I try to push out there. And if you walk away with one thing, that's what I want you to walk away with. You really inspired us. We, we always talk about BTC. We talk about being bold. We talk about going out there and just making an impact and doing whatever it is. And you can't well, say you well, haven't listen, done that, I mean, man. realistically, what you're <laughs> doing, right? You're giving a voice. Listen, I have a, I have a, I have a big platform now that I've been working on for a long time. But realistically, what you're doing is super great because and you might not even understand it. You know, you're, you know, you have your show. It's good. You sit down. You talk to people who are, you know, in MMA. You do your things. It's great. But what you'll start to see as you, as you keep on going and as you bring more people on here, Mm. You end up giving other people a voice. Right? That's all I'm trying to do. That's it. I just want to. I want to be a hype man and hype people up and bring and, their story out. You so know? if you're does, hiding behind a pressure washer, the other guy's hiding in the gym. I it. I just want people to. Yeah, no cool people which you know? is which is absolutely which is absolutely amazing and so what you end up doing is you give those people a voice that they may not have had and 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 what that does is it amplifies it and and it and it sets this this ball rolling man and 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 who knows what who knows right now you may not know but maybe in 10 years they're going to come back to you and they're going to say hey man listen your show that i was on it really took me to this place that yeah. allowed me to do this. And now all of a sudden, because you're sitting down for 45 minutes to an hour talking to people, giving them a voice, you know, you're backhandedly changing the world also, man. So it's, it's a, yeah, it's, it's a big all thing, I can man. Do, yeah. Listen, I, I enjoy, and I love it. Like you yeah. said, this is what I love to do. Yeah. I love to talk to people, cool people. I, you know, I'm, I, I'm pretty well known in the Montreal community. I speak to a lot of people, but I just want other people to hear these, their cool stories. Like yeah. I want people that I know to hear your stories. A lot of you know? people start podcasts and they talk about themselves, right? And they talk about, uh, you know, what they're doing or what their own thought process is. And that gets super old. It gets super boring real quick. If you are able to bring other people in here um, that inspire you and inspire other people watching, man, oh, man, there's, there's, there's nothing better than that. There's nothing that better, for me at least, feeling down, jumping online, looking at my phone, yeah. watching a four-minute video, becoming super inspired, and it's all because of you. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's so, a great thing, yeah. uh, th th that's, that's the reason why, you know, I, I, I realistically, I, I pick and choose where I come. And when you told me what you were doing, right, and uh, and how you're doing it, and I watched, I saw John was on here mm -hmm. uh, last week or two weeks ago, whatever the case was. Uh, I, I just think that it's great, man. I think I think what you're doing is fantastic. I think you're, <laughs> Thanks, you know, man. yeah, yeah, no, no, Corey, uh, yeah, really, it's, really it's, appreciate uh, yeah, it, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure, guys. Uh, that's it. I mean, look, uh, you know, he he said it all. It's Corey Fleischer of Raising Hate. Thank you so much for being here. Someone I've known for a long time from the Montreal community. Guys, if you see any hate, hit him up on Instagram. If you see anything, anything that you think that you're uncomfortable with, maybe something in your community, maybe something's not going on, maybe you don't know how to approach it, he's your guy. That's Corey Fleischer. I'm the boom boom. And, uh, I peace. appreciate you having on your show and everybody at home, okay? Um, you know, if it's whatever you're doing, what, however you're going about it, just be yourself, okay? Be yourself, plug away, do what you love, and until the next time, <laughs> we love you. Peace! <laughs>